Hello everyone and welcome to the newest episode of Glassjaw MMA. Uh, I am your host Kaiser. We are going to be breaking down UFC Vegas 24, Whitaker versus Gastalum. Over the course of the last week there's been a lot of changes in and out of this card. Um, sorry, last two weeks or so with different fighters coming in, a whole new fight being added in. But I'm going to go through the entire preliminary card for picks, bets, and what I think the either the finish or uh, round bet should be. Uh, and then we're also going to do the same for the main card. Um, as always, uh, how I want to continue it is if you want to listen to my breakdowns, you can. Otherwise, you can skip to the end of the podcast and get my overall picks for the fights. We made a pretty good killing last week um, on UFC Vegas 23, taking a couple underdogs, uh, putting five units down on Mackenzie Dern, got that early finish, um, and then also taking Vittori to go the distance, uh, all worked out in the end. I also, um, just because, and it is also this weekend, I want to give a little uh, betting tip for the Askren-Jake Paul fight, um, because I have a pretty strong opinion on that fight's going to end one of two ways, and I pick my bets to be such. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. We are going to start breaking down UFC Vegas 24. There is a system to my betting, uh, just to give you an update on that. Um, basically, when the uh, after looking at it, picking a fighter, also looking at what the um, model has predicted for the fight, uh, Percentage-wise, so say I, I believe great Tony Gravely is going to be Anthony Bierschak. Um, the model also goes with it. I'm going to go look at the model and say what it believes the winning percentage is going to be and use that as my uh, unit amount. So if the model says that it is a 50 to 55% chance for a subject to win, um, I am not going to pick them. Unless they're the underdog. That's good underdog money right there. If it, the model's saying there's a 55% chance that this person's going to win and Vegas has them as underdogs, throw a unit or two on it. 55 to 60% is going to be one unit. 60 to 69% is two units. 70 to 79% is three units. And then from there, 80 to 100% is going to be a five unit bet. So um, I will try to give an actual unit amount for each fight. Uh, and then keep it going from there. So, first fight here, uh, added late to this card, is going to be Austin Hubbard and Dakota Harry Bush. So, uh, Vegas odds, as of last time I checked, had Dakota Bush at 1.57, Austin Hubbard at 2.40 um, for this fight. I... Dakota's got no stats in the UFC up until literally this card getting cleared. He didn't even have a fighter name inside of UFCstats.com. So uh, I had to go take a look at everything within uh, his topology, kind of look at some of his past fights. Uh, he's got a good ability to finish fi finish fights. Um, can see possibly why they have him favored. Um, however, he's got a pretty Split record within uh, the fights he has had so far outside of the UFC. Um, and looking at Austin Hubbard, he's got had uh, five fights in the UFC now. Two wins, three losses. Uh, a couple have gone to decision. 
one loss by KO, one loss by sub. However, he has uh, the longer professional record. He has been in longer. He's staked his claim within the UFC. His last loss was to Joe Selecki, who is a pretty solid fighter. Um, I don't get the odds on this one. Uh, the model even has uh, Hubbard to win a 60% chance to win. So here I'm going to throw dog money on it. Um, since I don't know much about this fight, just because the fighters are, you know, Dakota Bush being new and I haven't seen many of his fights. Uh, I'm just going to throw one unit down on Hubbard on this one. I'm not even going to take a poke uh, at how I think this fight's going to finish. I think it'd be a variety just looking at what they've done in the past. Uh, they're willing to stand and bang. They're willing to take it to the ground. I just don't have a, a good pick for finish on this fight. Moving on, uh, we are going to go to Anthony Bierchak and Tony Gravely. So, looking at um, what the models got projected here, just to give that right off the bat, uh, they're giving an 86.32% chance to Tony Gravely to win this fight. So, if I'm going to throw units down uh, on Gravely, the model says it's going to be five units. Um, looking at the Vegas odds at 1.31 for Gravely, 3.5 for Beercheck. Five units isn't going to go very far, but I mean, he is what I believe is going to be the better fighter here. Um, Beercheck likes to stand his feet, uh, where Gravely's going to want to take this fight to the ground. Looking at uh, Gravely's last couple fights, his control time has out of how long they've been going to decision, whatever it may be. He's been in control most of the fight, had the top, had the advantageous position. Um, once he gets Beercheck to the ground, Beercheck's just going to have a hard time. And Gravely's going to sit there and work his game, and if it goes to decision, it goes to decision. Gravely had an interview this week. Um, they are just talking to him, asking him how he feels about the fight, and... He says he wants a finish. Uh, he's not going to sit there and try to ride out the fight. He said he is going to go out there and he is going to TKO. He's legitimately not KO. He's going to TKO Beershack. So looking for Gravely to go out there hungry, put it out, and get a finish is what. But I don't see Beershack taking this fight, so I'm putting five units down on Gravely. Next fight is going to be uh, Zara Fern versus jo Josie Ann Nunez. Um, once again, uh, this is going to be Nunez's UFC debut. Fern also pretty uh, shallow in her UFC appearances. 0-2 uh, and two with one loss by KO, one loss to sub. Fern is a um, strong fighter. I... Uh, she is one who is going to want to try to stay on her feet. Uh, we haven't seen much from her, though, just because we only have two shorter fights through the KO and the sub. Um, she, if you're looking at her stats, she uh, absorbs 6.61 significant strikes per minute, which is not good. No takedowns from her, no submission attempts. Um, she's blocked a couple takedowns, but that's... That's about it. Um, 
and then going and looking at Nunez. Looking at Nunez's fights outside of the UFC, um, she finishes everything early. Uh, she has won her matches via KO or TKO. She looks to strike and she looks to end it. Um, with Farron having never seen his second round in the UFC, I honestly do not think she is going to see it now. So the model had uh, a 66.1% chance for Nunez to win this fight. Um, that would mean we throw two units down on Josiane to take the fight. Not a bad, not a bad bet. Um, but if you want to look at it, I there's a good chance. I would say under two and a half rounds and uh, finished by KO or TKO. Uh, if you're looking to make any prop bets on the fight, but that is going to be my pick. Nunez is going to end fair and early. Going on to our next fight, and I'm going to butcher this one bad. This is going to be Bartosz Fabinski at uh, 1.72 for the Vegas odds versus Gerald Mearshart at 2.10. Uh, what can I say about this fight um, other than I don't think Mearshart has a chance to beat Fabinski? Um, I don't think it. Vegas doesn't think it. The model certainly does not think it. Uh Putting 73.14% chance for Fabinski to win this fight means we're going to throw three units down on him if we were to take him, which I'm going to in this fight. Um, also, between the two of them, they have a combined uh, 17 fights in the UFC, and almost a very small percentage of them have actually gone to decision. Um, I believe Fabinski is going to take this fight to the ground. He's just going to control it for most of the time. So the... I, there is a chance, looking at the two of them, that possibly this does go to the decision. Because uh, he's not going to want to sit and try to stand and bang with Mearshart. Uh, because Mearshart is dangerous on his feet. So, if he... If there's any way Mearshart in, wins this, he's got to get that KO. He's got to get that sub. He's got to find that opening. He's got to take it, you know, drive down the middle. Get that loose arm something. Otherwise... Fabinski is going to ride this one out, I believe. He's, I don't know. I don't see him getting the knockout. I don't see him getting the sub, really. Um, but I do think he stays light, throws the strikes, takes it to the ground, continues to work it, takes the decision, just no knockout on this one. I am going to throw three units on Fabinski to win. Um, however, uh, I wouldn't hate seeing... A small fade on Mearshart to end the fight early by KO or sub. Uh, just because, I mean, if he's going to win, it's he's not winning in the distance. This next fight's got me up in arms just a little bit. Um, I'm going to disagree slash agree a little bit here. Um, with the Lupita, Lupi, Gardinez, and Jessica Pena fight, um, Vegas has Lupi at 1.31 odds with Pena. At 3.45. Loopy does look good for this fight. The model, just based on how many fights have occurred, is going to pick Penne in this fight at a 50.86% chance to win. So, that being said, maybe dog money wouldn't be bad on Penne here. One unit wouldn't look terrible, just because that's a... It's a decent pickup at 3.45 uh, now. When I originally made this, it was 3.25. So 
Lupi is hot right now. Uh, looking at all her last fights, she is on a streak. She is mostly getting wins by decisions. Um, she's not really finishing the fights, while Penne is currently seeing a slide. There's uh, just not a lot to go off of here either, as it is going to be Lupi's UFC debut. I can look back, and he's like I said, she's hot. A lot of decisions. And... I don't see Penne finishing the fight in any way. Um, I think the best bet here, honestly, is either throw a unit on Penne for dog money or I believe this fight goes to decision. Um, so plus two and a half rounds would be an easy pick here, I believe. I do apologize. I just, there's, it's a lot to, or there's not a lot to look at here just because we're looking at one fighter who has never never seen the UFC and the model doesn't like Loopy for this fight and that's just because of her lack of an experience and that could come into play here that might be why it's a good decision to throw a unit on Pena or Penne because she's you know she's got the UFC experience yeah she's on a slide she's gonna be hungry um, who's to say that Godinez is uh, you know how many strong fighters she's had but Man, she is strong, so if I would take her, it's either going to be, like I said, the one unit of dog money on Penne or Loopy in decision. All right, moving on from there, we are going to go to what is going to be a very interesting heavyweight fight between Juan Espino and Alexander Romanov. Uh, Spino being a um, Ultimate Fighter winner, they do have him valued from Vegas at 2.15 and Romanov at 1.7. Um, the model's going to agree with Vegas here, going to give a 59.94% chance to Romanov for victory here, um, getting him a one-unit bet if we decide that way. What's going to be the most interesting part here? You've got Espino, who is um, someone who finishes most of his fights by sub, versus Romanov, who's finished most of his fights by sub. Um, even looking back... Uh, they have between them four fights in the UFC, and they've won all four of them by submission um, in various submission forms. Uh, looking a little bit further back, most of Espino's wins, uh, either in Ultimate Fighter or um, just prior to the UFC, some K or just you know mostly all submissions. Where Romanov actually has a little bit of mix-up in there between submissions. He's got some KOs. I. Even watching um, the Ultimate Fighter, Espino's good, but Romanov, is, for his size, is a man who is extremely fast on his feet. You look at him, you're not gonna. You look at him, you, you don't think that. However, Duke can float. Um, one problem I've seen watching his uh, prior fights is he can get sloppy with his takedowns, and Espino will take advantage of that. He will sprawl. He will take it. And he'll try to take it back. He'll try to get a submission. Um, but if Romanov doesn't get sloppy, keeps his head up, drives hard, I still think he takes this fight. Um, I don't see this fight at all going the distance. Um, I believe that is the easiest pick here is someone's going to end this fight early by either submission or KO, more likely submission. Um, I'm going to take Romanov in this fight, throw a unit down on him, but I'm also going to throw a unit down on this not going the distance because someone's getting a finish. And just to like look at it a little further, um, Romanov is 13-0 and 0 
all time right now for his record. Um, professionally, that is 13 and 0. Not just looking at his um, full time with amateur record. Wins by forearm choke, arm triangles, slams, punches. Um, it's all over the place. The guy's got good finishing power. He doesn't see. He's, he doesn't really see the end of fights ever. Um, so I just. I, I want to see Espino keep pace. I think it would be a good fight. It's going to be extremely interesting watching two heavyweights just using a bunch of jujitsu in a fight and going for the chokes. It, it's going to be an, a very interesting role um, this Saturday. Next, we're going to move on to the last fight in the preliminaries. Tracy Cortez versus Justine Kish. Uh, Cortez, Vegas favorite at 1.38. Justine Kish, 3.05. Um, the model is going to very much agree with this one. Tracy Cortez is an 80.02% chance to win via model, um, which is going to net her a five-unit bet. I believe it as well. Um, Looking at their fighting styles, um, Cortez has a really good takedown game. Has shown over and over again she can keep control in that position. Once she gets it to the ground, she's going to just keep it there. She's going to work her game. Kish, in her last couple fights, um, while not bad, hasn't really faced anyone who's looking to take her to the ground. She likes to stand up. She likes to fight from there. Um, and she's done work from there, but Cortez is going to put the pressure on. Cortez is going to take her to the ground, and Cortez is going to run the game. That being said, I don't know if Cortez has the finishing power to put it away before three rounds is over. Um, I think it's an easy bet on Cortez for the win. Um, however, I think it's going to be Cortez by decision. So if you want to make that as your prop bet slash um, it's plus two and a half rounds I think is also an easy bet too. I, Kish is going to be like a fish out of water in this fight and Cortez is just going to run her game and take her decision in the end. Um, if you actually want to break it down statistics wise, the, between the two of them they have a combined nine fights in the UFC and eight of those fights have gone to decision. So it's 88.89% of the fights have gone to decision, and I just don't see it changing this time either. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Cortez for the win, by decision, over two and a half rounds. Uh, this next fight, uh, being the first fight of the main card, I'm not going to have a lot to say about. Um, I just, I, I, I honestly myself don't know what to think about this fight. Bill Algio versus Ricardo Ramos. Um, they're both. <laughs> Vegas doesn't even know what to say either. 1.89 versus 1.89. Uh, the model's going to say Ramos had a 52.15% chance to win. So we've got no dog in this fight. Can't dog or pass it. They have a combined like 10 fights in the UFC with six of them going to decision. I There is nothing... Nothing I can look at here and say one way or the other. Um, I'm going to lean towards the model on this one. Uh, very, very lightly at one unit uh, on Ramos to win it. Uh, it's going to be an extremely close call. Looking at, I mean, Algio hits more of his opponents. 
on average, or has a pretty strong um, actual like uh, striking work. He does hit his opponents more compared to Ramos, but also uh, absorbs absorbs uh, more strikes. So I don't see this going to a finish. Um, so I'm just gonna say it goes the distance. I'm gonna take Ramos in it, but not very confident either way on this one. I'm gonna go to a fight now that I have a uh, little bit more care about, and that's going to be Luis Pena versus Alex Munoz. Um, this is going to be uh, Pena at 1.72 and Munoz at 2.10 Vegas odds. Model's going to give a 57.57% chance to Pena to win this, giving him a one-unit bet if we go that way. Pena is a 6'3", 155-pound fighter with the nickname Violent Bob Ross. Man's tall, lanky. He's got just the gangliest limbs ever for 155 pounds. Um... He doesn't even really have to set hooks in for jujitsu because his legs are so long, his opponents can't kick out or find passes to go through them. Munoz likes to try to keep the fights on the feet. He likes the striking, and Pena's going to look for that takedown, and he's just going to go for ground control. He's not Pena's not a man who's afraid to stay on his feet, especially with the reach advantage like he's going to have on this one. Um, Looking at the actual reach advantage, it's not actually that much, three inches, but a six foot three man compared to a five foot nine man um, in a weight class like this does make a huge difference. I don't have a, a strong opinion on how this one's going to finish. Uh, I think Pena's going to be looking for a submission finish on this one. Uh, he's going to try to take the fight to the ground. Munoz is going to try to get out of it, and Pena's just going to keep looking for the submission. That being said, uh, between the two of them, they have a combined nine fights in the UFC, six of them going to decision for literally two-thirds of their fights being uh, picked by decision. Munoz not contributing much with only two fights in the UFC there. But man, the ultimate fighter, watching Luis Pena fight, uh, barring the injury he got, comes back after that, got to fight in the finale. Dude fights hard. Dude is a smart fighter. It's hard to attack that many limbs at the same time of a person that are that long. I could easily see Pena finding that submission, getting a hold of the, the neck, um, sinking in. Like I said, doesn't really need to be hooks. His legs are just so long, it's hard to, you know, lose the inside leg uh, grapple he can get. He's going to sink in either a guillotine or a rear naked and probably put Munoz away on this one. Looking at our next fight, um, I'm going to be looking at Abdul Razak Al-Hassan at 1.31 Vegas odds versus Jacob Malkoon, 3.45 Vegas odds. Uh, the model is going to super agree with Vegas here, giving a 78.98% chance to Abdul to win this fight, uh, netting him a solid three-unit pick on this one. Hassan 4-3 in the UFC with one decision loss. Malkoon 0-1 in the UFC with one of the fastest knockouts. 
man went in there uh, and just got demolished in 18 seconds. Don't really, I mean, you can't even look at stats and try to get a, a gauge on that. Threw some strikes. Uh, he absorbed because he went down within 18 seconds in the strikes he took. Technically, he has absorbed 23.33 significant strikes per minute at this point in the UFC. Um, with little to no defense in it. Uh, that being said, you got to look at El Hassan's last fight because he also got knocked out pretty early in that fight. However, he's got the longer time in the UFC. He's he is a smart fighter. He just kind of got caught in his last match. He's going to want to stand and bang. I think Malcoon is going to come out and want to figure that out too. Neither fighter is going to go into this fight afraid and try to dance around, I don't think. They're both going to be hungry after their last knockouts. Uh, maybe a little smarter, hands up, don't get caught, work it. But I think Al Hassan's still going to take this one, three-unit bet down on him. Malcoon's probably going to drop his hands I, because even watching his other fights prior to his UFC debut, he's a man who gets tired early. And by the second round, his hands just kind of hang in his sides, and then he gets knocked out in his other fights too. So, and or just takes a bunch of punches to the face. Hassan's gonna take big advantage of it, put him away early. So this fight doesn't go the distance. I would take Al Hassan potentially by knockout again, but I am going to put a bet down on him just to, if you wanted to take money line. Now at, 200, or at the heavyweight, 265-pound, Andre Arlovsky versus Chase Sherman. I actually had a little bit of um, a hard time with this fight as well. Uh, Vegas has Arlovsky 1.70, Sherman 2.15. Not the furthest breakaway. Um, the models got Arlovsky favored at 57.43% chance to win. Arlovsky has a myriad of fights in the UFC. Um, with the no contest, with one no contest, giving him 40 actual um, appearing at the UFC in the UFC events, where Sherman's three and five in the UFC. Arlovsky has won or lost in such a myriad of ways. I'm not even going to try to figure out what his game plan is going to be for this one. Uh, he's a solid fighter. I think Chase Sherman's a solid fighter. I just, I don't know if Arlovsky's going to be looking for a knockout or if he's going to be looking for a submission here. He's won by all of them. Uh, I am going to take Arlovsky in this fight just because of his experience in the UFC um, and the work he can do with inside of the ring. Possible prop bet is just, I think this fight goes inside, or is inside the distance. I don't know how, though. Neither of them have a lot of fights to go to decision anyway. Um, these two are going to be, I think, looking to stand and bang most of the time. Both good at landing significant strikes. But uh, if you want to look at their combined average takedowns per 15 minutes in the UFC, with Arlovsky having fought 40 fights in the UFC and Sherman at 8 fights in the UFC. So 48 total fights. They average together less than 0.5 takedowns per 15 minutes in the UFC. This is going to stay on its feet, and they are going to punch the crap out of each other. I just think Arlovsky comes out 
victorious. And going into our main event of the night, we are looking at Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastalum. Um, looking at these fighters pre previously, Whitaker being the number one or being the uh, middleweight division uh, champion, with a Kelvin Gastalum being a number one contender for that spot. They both become coaches on the Ultimate Fighter uh, heavyweights or sorry, heavy hitters. Um, season going out, uh, then eventually Whitaker loses his belt. Desney has got it at the top now. Last week, now Marvin Vittori getting his win. He's now thinking he should get the next shot at Adesnia. You've got three fighters now that are all looking at contention for Adesnia's belt. Um, with Marvin Vittori being pretty poised, if Whitaker loses this fight, He's out, and Kelvin actually getting a pretty good shot at possibly taking or getting a shot at it as well. So, um, with last week's fight and this week's fight, it's going to be interesting how it's going to shake up. But to be completely honest with you, and how I look at it, how Vegas looks at it, and how the model's going to look at it is Gastalum doesn't have a chance against Whitaker. Uh, Vegas 1.38 for Whitaker, 3.10 for Gastalum. Whitaker. Per the model, 88.05% chance that he's going to win this fight. And I gotta agree with it too. Uh, he's got a uh, longer track record of bigger fights in the UFC. He's won when he needed to. Yes, he lost his belt, but a Desney is a whole different fighter um, than what he's going to face in Gastalum. What I think Gastalum's going to be looking to do in this fight is potentially take it down to the mat if he can. Um, maybe they're going to both look to sit there and stand and bang. No one's going to be looking, obviously, to submit each other. Uh, both have also pretty solid takedown defenses. Multiple fights going to decision between the two of them. Um, I don't see this fight ending within the distance. We, I mean, we're looking at five rounds here. And I just don't see either of them finishing it. I see it either staying on its feet, maybe going to the mat a couple times. But Whitaker's not going to lose this fight to Gestalem. Model doesn't think so either. Five units down on Whitaker. As well as, if you want to take it uh, separately, take Whitaker by decision. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Because um, I just don't see this one going the distance. So... Um, just to give a recap to uh, anyone who's just going to skip to the end here, we're going to take Austin Hubbard for one unit for the first match in the preliminary. We're going to take Tony Gravely for five units um, and also ending the fight early, possibly by KO or TKO for the second fight. Third fight, Zara Farn, Farron and Josiane Nunez, uh, two units down on Nunez. And I think this fight's also going to end early via either KO or TKO because Nunez is a monster with those fists. Bartosz Fabinski versus Gerald Mearshart. I'm going to take three units down on Fabinski on this one. Potentially fade it with Mearshart winning uh, by KO or sub just because he's got a pretty mixed bag in there. However, also don't hate seeing it go to the ground. Fabinski just taking it to the ground and winning it by decision. Uh, Lupita Godinez versus Jessica Pena. Pena. Um, 
dog money of one unit down on Pena. Um, otherwise, Gadinez wins this fight, but it's going to go the distance. Juan Espino, Alexander Romanov. Uh, Romanov's going to take this one one unit down on him, and I believe he is going to win this one by either submission or KO. He's don't see this fight going to decision at all between the two grappling powers between Espino and Romanov. Last fight for the prelim, Tracy Cortez, uh, Justine Kish. We're going to take five units down on Cortez to win this fight. I believe it's going to go to decision. They're um, not going to be able to put each other away. And just a solid fight between the two of them. First card of the first fight of the main card, Bill Algio versus Ricardo Ramos. One unit down on Ramos. Um, I don't like this fight at all. Maybe a unit down on goes the distance. Luis Pena versus Alex Munoz. One unit down on Pena. Um, I think he ends it early by submission, though. Abdul Razik Al Hassan versus Jacob Malkoon. Uh, three units down on Al Hassan to take this fight. Uh, just due to experience within the UFC and Malkoon needing uh, a little bit more experience before he actually uh, gets his bearings within the UFC. Andre Arlo Arlo Arlovsky versus Chase Sherman. I'm going to take Arlovsky for one unit here. One unit as well for less than two and a half rounds. Drekar Close versus Jeremy Stevens. Going to take... Sadly, close in this fight, even though I don't like him, plus two units um, as dog money. I do think this one will go to decision. And for the final fight of the night, Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastalum. I'm taking Whitaker by decision with plus five units. So, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in um, or giving this podcast a listen, even if you're just looking for decisions here. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm always open to feedback. Please submit some if you have it. Uh, And as promised, I did say I would um, give what I believe is going to be some picks for a different fight, and that is going to be the Ben Askren and Jake Paul boxing match. Uh, Like most of the internet, I'm not a Jake Paul fan here. So, And I've also been watching a lot of Askren's training videos, and man, is he... I mean, take that wrestling aside because he's not going to get to use it, but he is a world-class athlete. He's just got to train the striking, and he's been doing it. He looks fast. I had one unit down on Askren to at 5.5 for him to win by KO or TKO or DQ. So I, I honestly think he has a good chance to put Jake Paul away in this fight. But if he does not win that fight by KO and it goes to decision, I don't see Askren taking a decision home. So I faded that bet with five units down on Jake Paul to win by decision. It's If it goes to decision... There's no way that promotion lets Jake Paul lose by judges. It just doesn't happen. It's not a moneymaker for them. He's not going to put Askren away with punches. Askren's got a glass, or he's got a, an iron, not a glass jaw. <laughs> he's got an iron jaw, and it's just going to sit there and take strikes. So, this is how I look at it. Askren, if Askren wins, 
I break even, and I get to see Jake Paul knocked out. Jake Paul wins, I make bank. So, it is what it is. Um, but that's all I've got for you this time. Thanks uh, for giving it a listen. As always, this is Glassjaw MMA. I am your host, Kaiser, and we'll be back next week for Usman Masvidal.